You are listening to 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, New Jersey. We are back here with Dean Gerskis, the Dean of the College of the Arts here Hello. at Montclair State University. Hello. Yes. I'm back. With the Dean's playlist. And anything else Dean Gerskis has for us? I have many things. I'm here, Kate Bronstein, with... Me, Javier Reyes. Yes. Hello. Javier, Hello. Javier is a new addition. We'll see if we'll invite him back after this. <laughs> this right, is your right, test, right, Based on audience response. Awesome. Ooh. This is how I felt when I was a DJ training the apprentice DJs. <laughs> the nerves. <laughs> yeah, right? All it's like, come oh, back. here we go. We're back into it. Like, the dean made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for Not sure. Not a bad thing. Excited to be here. So, Dean Gerskis, we have the behind the screens this Saturday. I went you to it do. last year. Yeah. With a day of, yeah, I did, with a day of talks. And I, in, I got to interview people who worked with Steven Spielberg. It was absolutely awesome. There were a lot of panelists. And it looks a little bit different this year. This is part of an ongoing partnership with the Montclair Film Festival. Um, and we try to do several things with them. You, you may know that we do a screening of our student films as part of the festival. That's always a big thing. And uh, since we've opened the new School of Communication and Media in our fabulous presentation hall, uh, we've begun hosting um, some of their bigger screenings here as well during the festival. And we're partnering with, with uh, them on a, um, a film from the Real Abilities Film Festival. We'll be doing it down at their space downtown, um, probably at the beginning of April. So this is ongoing. It's been going on for several years. And behind the screen is an opportunity to really pull back the curtain and allow people to take a look at different aspects of the filmmaking process. It's open to the public, but obviously we encourage students to come as well. And uh, they've got some great events lined up for this weekend. There'll be a a workshop on acting, uh, another on the relationship between the director and the editor in uh, the filmmaking process, video news in the digital age, dialogue with the screenwriter, Laura Eason, who um, writes for House of Cards and Here and Now, uh, promoting your show, The Art of Marketing and PR, uh, and then Festival Strategies with Tom Hall, who's the executive director of Montclair Film Festival, or I guess they call it Montclair Film Plus. That's now. right, because they do so much year-round now. They, and... Yes, but, oh, it's, yeah. it, but it's the... Uh, the plus sign. It's everything. It it's, is. It's, it's Montclair Film Plus. But Tom is a great guy, and I uh, really enjoy working with him. Uh, he knows a lot about film festivals. He's been involved in the film festival um, business for a long time before coming to Montclair, and I'm sure he's going to have some great insights as well. So if you want to like submit your film, this is a yeah. good workshop to go to. Exactly. Exactly. He'll he'll uh, you know he'll he'll share insights in terms of what. What uh, festivals are looking for in terms of their submission process, uh, good running times. You know, p- there are certain uh, lengths of films, if they're not feature films, that make them more desirable than others. If you have a really good, I can tell you that if you have a really good three minute film, uh, <laughs> which is really hard to make, by the mm-hmm. way, uh, that is a film that will have a better chance into getting most festivals, into most festivals, because. Three minutes. Three minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could fit that in. Last year, we had Patrick Wilson come and his wife. terrific. And his wife, uh, Dugmara Dominzik. They were awesome. I I sat there with um, a representative from the Montclair and the Video Production Club and then us. So it was just a day long of, like, learning things I didn't really know about film. I've taken a few classes in film. But this whole weekend and event is just 
fabulous for students to experience, especially if you are trying to learn how to interview people <laughs> and you have the opportunity to. It's a great time to like sitting down with Patrick Wilson was amazing. I'm like, this is the guy from The Conjuring. <laughs> I, lo- I love that you know him from that. And that would be more like Watchmen because I, I, <laughs> I hate horror films. So uh, I encourage everyone to come out for this. It goes. Uh, you don't have to go to all of them. You know, you, if you can uh, get your hands on a schedule, and uh, it should be um, on the Film Institute website as well as the Montclair Film website, uh, and just find something that you like. Just come down and sit in for that, and then uh, go on your way. There's no need to hang out for the whole day, but it's uh, it's a good reason to get out and come down and. Here's some interesting people talk about interesting things. And for students, it counts as a colloquium, I believe. Oh, it does. Yeah. Mm. So There's it's, always the colloquium factor. Always a colloquium factor. Yes. And next Sign week, this, please. <laughs> you don't want to be that student who did not graduate because they did not oh, get their, no. like, two colloquiums a semester. Yeah. That's <laughs> just lame. That's just lame. I, that is. Uh, but, that could be the embodiment of lameness. I think that that would be if you look at if lame on get, the dictionary. That would be there. It would be like you fail colloquium. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the picture like of whoever class. didn't do it. That's right. It's like if you failed gym. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> but in gym, you usually have to do something. Fair. You fair. know, with this colloquium, just just colloquium, like, you just hey, pretty much sit there. I'm here. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> no athletic ability required None. at behind None. the screen. If you, if you are a sentient being. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're well done, too. They are in well done. In my experience, for yep. sure. Absolutely. Talking Absolutely. about colloquium. <laughs> well, next week at 2.30 p.m., a Pete Dominic. He's the host of Stand Up with Pete Dominic on SiriusXM's Insight Channel. And he previously developed and hosted What the Week on CNN, where he was a daily contributor to John King USA and unsolicited advice during the 2012 presidential campaign. And, I, I'm actually yeah. really good at unsolicited advice. <laughs> I think I think this really is one of, my, one, of my, one of my strengths. I didn't really need a show for it. It's on your resume. Because it's actually 24-7 with me. You know, I pretty much <laughs> tell people that, what they don't want to hear. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, by and large, it's not useful. Yeah, I think I think I. But do it that is my too. opinion. Yeah. I do that too, except it's almost always like I don't know why I'm giving advice on these subjects. I don't. Uh, I don't know oh, anything about this. I don't oh, know what I'm doing. But then they ask. Oh, it does. That shouldn't be a deterrent. <laughs> someone told not me knowing, a, not knowing anything should not be a deterrent for <laughs> anyone from giving advice. Yeah, someone told me that if you don't want my opinion, to not even talk to me about it because yeah. I will, you know, again give you the opinion. So I'm hosting that colloquium. Oh, uh, great. Pete, Pete and I worked together at SiriusXM before he was in Inside. He was on SiriusXM Left. He's been with Sirius for quite a while. He is a hilarious character, really mm-hmm. fun. And one of my favorite things about Pete when uh, working with him was that he just didn't want to talk to celebrities just because they were celebrities. He wanted to find a cause. Mm-hmm. So you could have whoever, top A-list celebrity, and they didn't have like anything that was not just a fun movie to promote and he wouldn't want to talk to them because he wanted to really get to know the person and i respected that because a lot of the other shows would be like i want to talk to brad pitt yeah of course the whole world does right so pete is interesting he's really funny he is a comedian and uh he's been at the um the colbert report too he's been Mm -hmm. everywhere he's done the inauguration of uh you know presidential inauguration so really fun character knows a lot about radio and and knows how to keep it going so and when you say that he wants to just get to know the person that the celebrity is i admire that too because i think a lot of the times 
but I see like people like, oh, you met this person. Oh, you met that person. And I think we forget that they are people. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, like mm-hmm. they're they're human beings, too. Yeah, yeah, like so the, 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 well, most of them, most of them, <laughs> or some think that they're, you know, yeah, some, like the, the whole some of them not, not quite, <laughs> yeah, it's like just the whole like just wanting to get a photo thing. Maybe I don't think that that's like the angle that this guy is going for. Just based on what you guys are telling me, which I respect because I don't, I think there's always a story there with a lot of these people. Some people, it's all right, like you start in one show for X amount of years or movie, but I think some celebrities, there's really a lot of stories there, and they, I think they like talking about their stories too. I think they like it when people talk to them about the ins and outs of the industry like kind of insider baseball version of it instead of just hey you were in that movie and you were so amazing you know yeah. what I mean it's, it's, instead of stuff like that the I like yeah stuff. I like when you get try to get out of a person at least advice on like how to help people who are trying to get where they are I will definitely see Pete Dominic at this colloquium well all of radio is going because all know, of radio if, is if going. the boss is not at the at the office for the meeting we're all coming as a group a little like <laughs> we're all gonna well, go I can't wait for that it would be fun. Yeah. And then and then if if you survive that <laughs> and of course that's a that's a big question for everybody. Mm. But um it's over to the Caster Theater beginning on March second for Guys and Dolls. I cannot wait. So you need to for those Call who it know, sad, call it funny, and but dolls. it's better than even money. A guy's doing it for some doll. Some doll, some doll. Luck be a lady tonight. Oh, it's, <laughs> now so what I want to say is that every high school in the world does a bad production of this. My middle school did it. <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, it was Guys and, and Dolls. Um, <laughs> a and, bad and production. My, my, uh, my daughter, Elle, um, was in a production in which they didn't have enough boys. And it oh. turns out that she has a pretty reasonable baritone. So, so she was a boy. I can relate. I can relate to that, too. Well, <laughs> When I was um, in choir, I would always sing alto, too. Or tenor sometimes because I have a mm. really low voice, but you need those tenors and you need those alto twos to make a choir. You know, you in know, all fairness, the interesting thing that I've realized is full transparency. I've never heard of this in my life. I've never heard of guys and dolls wow. in my life. I, maybe I went to a private school. In okay, school. Javier. Well, is we're gonna why? go. We're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go for we're sure. Go. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, now. I've seen private schools do productions of it. Yeah, it's for me, just... it was a Christmas concert. That's like oh, we did like a okay. Christmas concert and an Easter concert. One of them one year was even Easter and like there. Were, like like a the religious aspect of it. It was just this mishmash of like fairy tale stories. That was weird, but fairy yeah, I, I've never heard of this in my life. <laughs> but no, Guys and Dolls is an amazing play, huh. um, musical, I should say. It on. was uh, based on Damon Runyon, who is uh, Damon Runyon's work, who is a mid twentieth century writer who wrote about all of these gangster characters with funny names and Sky Masterson and, and crazy crazy habits. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great singing in it. And, and you know, if it's in the Montclair Musical Theater, there's going to be a lot of great dancing in it too. Right. Um, We're known for that. And uh, it's it starts on the second of um, of March. Yeah, right before our spring break. And the the week leading up to spring break, it starts on it opens on a Saturday, which is strange, and closes on a Friday because Saturday night, that following Saturday night, is the annual scholarship dinner, and we use that show as the basis for. Shaking coins loose from our donors for, <laughs> okay, for scholarship money. We we turn them upside down. We check the seats after they leave. The looking theater, for those pennies. Looking for those pennies. But uh, they're very generous people who come, and it's a great way to kick off the evening having um, our musical theater students perform. So if you go onto uh, the website, 
the uh, Peak Performances website has uh, a separate button for college performances, you'll actually see what's available there. And there are some matinees. I think Monday and Tuesday are the only days that are off, but they may have, in fact, added Tuesday performance if people go crazy with ticket purchases. That'd be great. So and they're I, free for students. Always awesome. free for students. Any show in the Castor Theater, you bring your ID, whether it's um, one of our college productions or whether it's part of the professional per- peak performances series, you flash your ID, you get a ticket, you're in the door. Every seat is the best seat in the house. So. That theater is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. A lot coming up. A lot coming up, for sure. Right before spring break, which yeah. it feels like Perfect it's Perfect timing. Yeah. yeah, and and you know what freaky. else is coming up? What else is coming up? Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yes. Speaking of which, we heard yeah. you have a specific uh, there's Valentine's There's a dean's Day. list. There's a dean's <laughs> list. And uh, I, I actually created this dean's list, especially for this Valentine's Day. Uh, I had a very good friend uh, some years ago who made the mistake, mistake of uh, marrying a woman much younger than he was. And then at about 15 or 20 years into the marriage, she decided that he was way too old for her. Oh, no. Uh, and they oh. had this unfortunate breakup. And I was at his house one time when he was going through it. And he went to take the phone call. And then he came back and he sat down and he looked at me and he said, you know, she really doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's yeah. a, that just Interesting struck. realization to make. And so, and so the title of this particular dean's list is, you know. She really doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like the twist. Yeah, uh, and this is a, a dozen tunes in honor of Valentine's Day, with a somewhat perverse twist. And this really, I think, is aimed primarily as a playlist for uh, most of the clueless uh, males in the audience, like me. <laughs> so yes. this, I so I consider like this to too. be a public service, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, to, so PSA. to them or to or to really not just. Males, but to anyone who dates women. So we started off with Calvis, I hate you so much right now. Yes. And we follow that up with first aid kit, you are the problem here. <laughs> then it's on to Taylor Swift, we are never getting back together. Yeah, I knew that was That was never, my ever, ever, like Carrie, ever. Together. Carrie, like ever. Carrie Underwood, before he cheats. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since we're in that country vein, Miranda Lambert, Crazy ex-girlfriend. That's Ooh. another one. Yep. Uh, the uh, Australian singer Orianthi, according to you, and Ooh, then, yeah. and then, Destiny's Child, Survivor. Come on! I was looking at an old uh, music video with Destiny's Child, and really, there's a reason she didn't need the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Go so ahead. onward. Uh, <laughs> Gloria Gaynor, I will, I will survive. And there's also another version by Cake, if you've not heard it. But there's a guy singing, so it can't be included in this list. Then we go with some – we end with really four classics. Carly Simon, You're So Vain. Pink, So What. I love that song. That was my 12-year-old anthem. Lady Gaga, Perfect Illusion. Mm -hmm. And then what I consider to be the classic, You Know She Really Doesn't Like Me, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Yes. Oh, so my goodness. I, I encourage you. every time. I encourage people really to get in the mood of Valentine's Day. <laughs> or Black Card <Heart laughs> Day. By, yeah. And, and to, uh, you, you could get a black rose, you know, or, or you could listen to this playlist. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Can you imagine? There you go. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting way to celebrate. So, you know, 
It occurred to me the other day that we needed to introduce a new feature into this um, regular feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've heard the version of this in other podcasts under different circumstances. But what we call this is underrated, overrated. Ah, yes. Ah. So I'm okay. going to I am going to suggest underrated. things to you. Okay. <laughs> and you need to tell me whether they're underrated or overrated. Speak Let's my do language. It. Let's go. Let's so go. Let's we do start it. off first with the Red Hawk statue. Oh, <laughs> great one to start off. Oh, with. <laughs> Javier, what do you think? <laughs> um, this is hard. This is real hard. I'm gonna go with. I think underrated. Under- I think why? I think it's it has to do with in my in my experience the perceived. Uh, like kind of animosity towards it where people are like it's not good so I think it's become underrated you know what I mean where because yeah, yeah, of that it's yeah. become underrated yeah. so that that's my initial reaction I'm curious to see what you guys have to say I would say overrated mm-hmm. overrated I would say overrated okay it's fair I mean, Fair. but in all fairness, I will be sitting on that statue at graduation. <laughs> yeah. so. that's, my, that's the thing. That, yeah. Your tune like, will change. Your yeah, tune so will change. It will change. I'll be like, wee, on the statue, <laughs> taking pictures next to Rocky. Yeah, I agree. It's underrated because every single commencement, I see a line to take a photo with that statue. And for something that has gotten so much backlash... It's really being used. It serves the purpose that is there for. Well, I think I think it was the price tag. I think that's That's, where people were reacting to. Because people were like, "Oh, they have the money." It's like, "Oh, they're going to have the money." This is what I've heard. That like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, they have the money to get a statue," but and then they'll come up with a list of, "But they can't do this X Y Z X Y Z." Right. And it's like, yeah. But so I'm going to go early to get a picture with. But it's but you know it's it's like. for uh, film buffs, it's like Heaven's Gate. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's like people, it's there. People hate Heaven's Gate, not because it wasn't a good film, but because it was just spending out of control. But <laughs> for the record, the SGA came up with the one, the first 125 for it, and the board of trustees, to show their faith in the students and their support of the students, matched it. So it wasn't as though... Someone on the board of trustees said, you know, what we really need is an iron chicken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> an iron chicken. Uh, from okay. now on, it shall be known as the iron chicken. <laughs> the iron chicken, we'll get that engraved, we'll put it yeah. at the bottom. And a bowl. All right. On to the uh, underrated, overrated. Cafe Diem. Ooh. Cafe Diem. Underrated or overrated? Under. I'd say underrated. I think, as a, for me in general, I think most of the places here I'd say underrated. I've, but to be fair, also I am very low standards for food. If it has bread, I'm, I'm in. Like, let's go. If I've got, if it's got bread, if it's got, if it's sweet, eh, not not always sweets, but just like chicken wings of any kind, I guess. Like I'm always in. So I'm going to say underrated. I haven't been there enough though to like say for that one specifically. But okay. yeah, I'll say underrated. Say underrated. Um, I really like it. <laughs> I, it's so convenient. Just, just walk the across done. the street and get it. Yeah. yeah. Just the only the time done. where I run into trouble is where uh, my flex dollars are running low. Mm. But oh. that's my responsibility, you know. I will say overrated. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Contrarian over here. Yeah, okay. because you know what? I love a good salad. And uh. their salads, the lettuce is brown. The chicken doesn't taste like chicken. And so then I walk to Feliciano Venture Cafe. Oh, that's so a little bit of a distance. And they make the salad there. And it tastes a lot better i also found out that they're pricier than if you get a salad um mixed at chopped 
So you get a salad at Chop is six fifty, well, and to, it's really big and it's nice and green. You've got to be an educated you consumer. You just have to go and yeah, <laughs> so find you the place. To know what the prices are? But um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say overrated. Alrighty. All right. So since we're on the food, uh, Red Hawk Diner, overrated or underrated? I'm, I'm going to stick with underrated. I think it's good. I really do. I think it's really good. I just no. Oh, I gotta say underrated. I do because I enjoy the. You know, sometimes you want a food that's not you know grandiose and like Mm. fresh. Like it's all fresh, but like I like a lot of the simple foods, and Mm -hmm. I can get it there and use my ID, and it's great. So Mm -hmm. like mozzarella sticks or something like that. And like maybe I'm just romanticizing it, but I just like the feel of a diner. I, I do know, too. I just feel like there's some I do too. homey vibe to that. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I just even if it was the food was almost the same as other places, I would still be like, let's go to the diner because it's a diner diversion or whatever. Every time we go out um, to a movie or something, we're like, do we want to spend our money or do we want to just go to the Red Hawk Diner? We always pick the Red Hawk Diner <laughs> <laughs> because you know we can use our our meal plans That's as opposed right. to our other money. Right. I'm going to say it's uh, <laughs> 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 um, food wise is overrated. Um, the fact that we have a diner and it's not like exploited in the way it should be, that we have a diner on campus, such a New Jersey thing and a state school <laughs> yeah. in New Jersey, that is underrated because mm-hmm. you don't hear enough of it. Uh, but I have to say, if you go there, the best food is omelets. Made. Nothing uh, yes. with bread. Nothing like Oof. a sandwich. Nothing like a burger. The bread somehow is always really bad. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a counter argument on that one. Go ahead. Because I brought uh, someone over there, nothing to do with the university, who was um, uh, helping me out, and uh, he scarfed down that burger and those French fries, hmm. and and he said he had never tasted. French fries as good as those. Really, French so, fries are good. So but that, you know, that's an independent yeah. that yep. was without Taste. any kind of prompting whatsoever. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Red Hawk from uh, from the Red Hawk Diner, Rocky the Red Hawk, overrated or underrated? Now this is where I'm a little conflicted because mascots. If you look at mascots at other schools, their mascot is like, oh my god. Everyone's like so like you know everyone loves the mascot. Well, depending, I guess. Um, and I think that Rocky's trying to kind of get there, and he's loved by a lot of people. But for the people who do think it's over, he's overrated. It's more like Rocky just trying to fit in, guys. Mm. Um, but I, uh, I don't. I'm stuck. So it's an existential this is, question. This is tough. Yes, this is a tough. <laughs> I, I guess if I were to lean one way or another, I would say a little over. This is tough because. I don't know. I can't gauge the reaction. I don't know. How, I actually don't know how people feel about Rocky in general. I don't know if people are like, yay, Rocky, just to say that and be like, you know, school support and all that. Or if it's just they secretly, you know, deep down, they're like, this is boring and it's it's generic or whatever. Now, I will say it is better than some other mascots out there. At least we have I one. saw Stanford the other day. Just want to throw that out oh. there. I was like, what happened? Like, <laughs> what happens? It's like a tree with eyeballs. And, oh. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, all respect to Stanford, I guess. But I was just looking at that, like, what old mascot did you have that made them be like, we need to do this now? I don't want to go down that road, but it might have been something maybe inappropriate. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like Montclair State, it, it had an Indian theme. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, OK, so there so we go. Before the Red Hawk. Uh, <laughs> right, Montclair State. Red. But I encourage you to um, go online and Google Stanford tree mm-hmm. drunk. 
Oh man! Now we because have to check that out. Have you seen the Dartmouth unofficial mascot? Yes. <laughs> but but there, but there was. Have you an, seen Gritty? <laughs> yeah. There was an incident. There was an incident some years ago, <laughs> in which uh, the young woman who was inside the tree had been actually drinking at the game, and she was having a little bit of trouble remaining upright. So. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh my gosh! I'm not, I just love that's I'm fabulous. Not, I'm not doing it justice, so I encourage you. I love Stanford mascots. Tree. Me too. I love mascots. Drunk. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Then, what about the little-known and recently discovered little sister of Rocky the Red Hawk, oh. Roxy the Red Hawk? Okay, that's over. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. So what? Roxy is the sister. I thought it was the girlfriend of. I felt really bad when I figured the real truth. Um, but... The real truth. It was Game of Thrones ish. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> I was like, who is this? And then this is Roxy. This is uh, Ro- Rocky's little sister. I think on College Radio Day we found yes. that out. We were doing a live broadcast from the party. Um, I think overrated. I think that would that will be pushing the envelope a little bit. I mean, Rocky's cool. I mean, it's okay. I-, I guess if Roxy comes out every once in a while just to chill with Rocky and the gang. I've never seen Roxy in person. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm say overrated yeah, because of that. It's What's a, going on it's here? A tragic mistake. Yeah, I'd say that would be pushing the button. I, I remember bit. hearing about it. Now I think about it. I remember hearing the announcement. She was wearing like Twitter a pink tutu, and yeah. she was at his birthday party. It's basically Rocky with a pink tutu. Yeah. I mean, well, I, like that. I, I, mean cool. I to be honest with you, I never even though Rocky has that sometimes mean look on his face, <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't really assign gender to him. Yeah. You but, know, I thought Rocky was just Rocky. And so mm-hmm. really yeah. when Roxy was introduced, it was an aha so moment confused. for me. Oh yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, okay, Rocky's now a male bird. Oh, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't know that. That's right. true. Well, I remember hmm. we were live for College Radio Day at his birthday party and you guys call uh, Roxy, the girlfriend, and then yeah. we were corrected on that. And then we were like, um, oh, this is the sister. Oh! But I have to say, as someone who has seen the reaction of people when Rocky walked into a room, um, I think he is underrated, and people like to hate on those things, but you know what? It brings the tear, and that's what it's all about. And my daughter loves Rocky, and every time she sees Rocky, she's very excited. So yeah. underrated. Although- there is something magical about that bird. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, sure. so um, in, in the interest of speeding this along, I have three more and then we'll be done. Let's we'll be see. done with me. <laughs> this is a geographic question. Underrated or overrated? Montclair Center. Downtown Montclair. Underrated oh, or overrated? I would say underrated. Under. I think under. Under, yeah. As someone who commutes a lot, I don't always have the chance to really, really take in the Montclair world. You know what I mean? But... Mm-hmm. I do think it's underrated. I think it's a nice, nice place. It's beautiful. Just a little bit I've been there. Yeah, it, it works, man. I think sometimes people have these ideas of what things should be. You know yeah. what I mean? I think people think that like you're going to be going to the Disney World or like they're like a castle. It's it works. You know what I mean? This happened with me, and I know this from Morristown. A lot of people from my school, maybe they just were weird kids, but they were always like, "I can't wait to leave," and all these things. I'm like, Morristown's like awesome. It is. You know, it's a it's great place like, to live. Like, there's little places about? around where I live in South Jersey where mm-hmm. they remind me very much of Montclair, like the, mm-hmm. the center, and that's kind of what made me feel more at home was seeing that. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, taking the smaller things, and I, I think appreciate the smaller things. Like, the restaurants are adorable, and it's it very much reminds me of this place called Haddonfield, which is... Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. meet people from Haddonfield. Yeah, I love Montclair Center. I was going there before I was at Montclair State. <laughs> uh, great restaurants, great mix of uh, businesses and little boutique shops. I absolutely despise malls. I think I like malls now. 
just because it's been so long since I went to them. I went to one like over the break to see. I'll take you two seconds yeah. in one to like. Yeah, I think you. I think once I go again, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember now. This is this is just it's just a little bit too much. A little bit too much. They're, I only need to go. They're to one place. good for walking around on a cold day if you're That's in a true. really big mall. Mm-hmm. On Long Island, there's a really big mall mm-hmm. um, in Garden City, and you could do a lot of walking. No, and, and in fact, I see elderly people there. Mm. Well, I mean, like I get that, but it's like here at Montclair uh, Center, you have these little shops, these yeah. little bookshops and coffee shops, and it just feels more personable. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. support small business. It is. Mm-hmm. And since we're in Montclair Center, underrated or overrated, Wellmont Theater. Oh, underrated. Under. I got to go under. It's. I think. It's not as crazy as, Could like, you, you know, the, an AM, the AMCs of it all. You know? <laughs> you're, you're influenced by my look. That's awesome. I saw Fantastic <laughs> Beasts and Where to He's find like, them. he's changing his mind. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even see a thing. Like, uh, uh. I think that place is overrated. Oh, there it is. Oh, From the top rope. My. <laughs> Horrible audio sound and as an audio person I appreciate going to see a band and hearing the band nicely from anywhere in that theater where people pay money to be in so mm-hmm. I love the architecture inside and if they would fix the audio it would be better but I just generally don't have a good feeling when I see a band there I'd rather go all the way to New York City and see a band there which is a, a trek I confess I've only been in the Wellmont Theater once mm-hmm. and it was for a, a screening mm-hmm. um for the Montclair Film Festival, mm-hmm. and so it is not or... a good place to watch a film. No, uh, mm. because it was in the, it was in the mosh pit, and I, I, they, I think they just got the hardest seats that they could find. You know, they got them on sale mm. or something, but it was just not on sale. Yeah, the, what I've been there, I've been thing. seeing films. I mm. haven't been like. You know, I've seen bands like, there, and it's 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 nice when you see a band because it's a small venue, twenty five hundred seats or uh, capacity, but um, the sound is just. Not good. And so then you're like, that's great that I'm so close and I can see the band and I don't need a telescope, but the sound stinks. I think I need Mm. to start paying attention to the little things like that. Mm. Okay, (laughs) and for the last one, this one's a softball. Softball's coming toward you. College radio day. (gasps) I mean, I feel like, can we say properly rated? I feel like, I don't think anybody's like, oh man, that's overrated. It's great. I loved it. Just even from afar, even before I was with the radio station, I was like, oh, those guys are doing something cool over there. The spirit, man. You got to have spirit. Underrated. If if there are people who, for some reason, think it's not good or they don't know about it, then I guess underrated, maybe. Well, there's definitely people who think it's overrated. I'm not one of those people because every year it's like, this is, this is a project for months and months yeah. and months in advance. But aside from that... That's the day where we all get to see the camaraderie mm-hmm. in college radio, that I can see it around. I, I see it at IBS. I see it in other places, but I think underrated. Could it be that maybe it depends where you're coming at it from, that it varies Possibly. a little bit? Maybe I that's think it? that maybe because it's um, a lot of work that maybe sometimes – because during the day, during college radio day, I'm a little bit like I'm tired. But, you know, it's <laughs> – that's gonna that happened last year because we were making sure all the bands got inside and we were making sure there were sixteen of them. But they came in and they did their thing and it went off pretty well. Yeah. So I during the day I was just kind of like, it'll be worth it though. At the end, when we sit back mm-hmm. at the end of the day and say we did this, that makes it worth it. As someone who works a lot around the year to for get Kyle. content for the foundation, so our name is everywhere. I think it's underrated. 
I think that more people should be donating to the foundation to give to College Radio because that's what that day is really about. It's about celebrating College Radio, but it's a day to uh, fundraise money to give back to stations that need it because there are stations out there who cannot be online because they don't have the sound exchange fee of $600 a year. And so they do an incredible work. It's very noble work. And it's like pulling teeth to get this out there out of the gate. Uh, not pulling teeth with the artists. The artists have been really great about giving us content. I think that we enjoyed it. And we yes, we drag ourselves through the mud. But there is a purpose. And the reason of that day giving us sort of a stage, a platform, just for that is it's, it's underrated what it can accomplish. I'm just going to show you a little peek into the next College Radio Day, day, which is uh, Vinylthon. This is Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Welcome to Vinylthon on College Radio. If I was forced to pick my top three vinyl albums, I would probably pick some old classics because of the tonality of the instruments back then. Anyway, it's a little a of sort of sneak peek into... Ooh, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, so like Vinylthon is another college uh, radio effort, and I think it's underrated. I think it could do better. I think the commercial radio should get behind it. And do more for it. And there you have it. Mm. So that's our episode of Underrated Overrated. Thank you for playing the game. <laughs> Thank you. Thank fun. you for bringing that, that to us. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I still We're going to do that again. I still think we need to do a change.org petition uh, to name the faculty awards at the end of the year the Gerskis. Like, as, as <laughs> yeah. President Gold Coast. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds good, It too. sounds like a good award yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's great. You know, th- But she actually introduced me the other day and correctly pronounced my last name. So she you did. Know, we'll see if that's uh, a pattern. Uh, just so, if just so you know, uh, even though I've been working here for seven years, the president can't pronounce my last name. So mm. it's Gerskis. No, no, it's, it's Gerskis. <laughs> that's the way no, she you, pronounces it. Yes, yeah. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna. You guys need to start this. It has to be a student-led effort. It does for that yeah. to happen, don't oh, you sure. think? Yeah, we have yeah. to get that grassroots. Behind. Grassroots. Yeah. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing that game to us. That was fabulous. Mm-hmm. It made me think. Yeah. It made me think. Well. Mm. It's college. Ah, there <laughs> That's you go. a point. <laughs> and there was no math on it. Thank you so much for joining us. Dean of the College of the Arts, Dean Gerskish, joining us for the That's Dean's That's my name. Playlist. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on 90.3 WMSC. I'm Kate Bronstein. I'm Javier Reyes.